first one I don't know, but it's number 10 on the Memorial Day 500. Who is this, Sam? So we had some callers come in and request a song. It's Arthur Brown Kingdom Come Gypsy Escape. <laughs> we're number that, seven wait, 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 we're taking requests now? We have a request line? Is so We've gone from talk to... Uh, to all request. It's the All Request Music Show on Sunday night here on WGN. Uh, listen, speaking of music, maybe you're a fan of the Ramones. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, man, oh man, I wish I could see a show about the Ramones. There's, uh, there's, there's really not enough shows about the Ramones. Well, you are in luck. Four Chords and a Gun is playing right now at the Broadway Playhouse at Water Tower. Uh, you can go and see it through June 2nd. One of the stars, the man who plays Didi Ramon, Paolo Santa Lucia, joins me on 720 WGN. Paolo, thanks for taking some time. I know, uh, I know you got two shows today, so I appreciate it. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. It means a lot to uh, means a lot to be on the air. So you you've done a lot of a lot of theater. Have you ever played uh, an, a real person before? Is this is this your first time playing someone who people could look up and go, Oh, I remember Dee Dee Ramone. Totally. Yeah. It's sort of it's it's interesting. I feel like biopics are such a thing right now. Like especially in uh, in just recently, there's been like so many amazing movies that have come out uh, for. The rock stars, but for theater, it's kind of a rare thing. Uh, there's very few plays actually that are sort of written about uh, about like real people uh, that are sort of done in this way. So this is uh, it's it's rare to get the opportunity to do this. As an actor, is there a different challenge when you're when you're going to create a character and portray an actual person rather than creating a fictional character? Yeah, it's so interesting. That's a it's such a good question. There's, I mean, there's lots of uh, lots of differences that come. I mean, but but at the same time, it, you know, it's all it's all fiction. John Ross Bowie, who has uh, who's a playwright, who's done an amazing job, sort of weaving together a story of these of these guys in this play, is still borrowing from all sorts of different facets of their lives. So as much as there is uh, lots of research to be done, at the same time, you still get to just treat it like a play because nothing happened in the exact same way that it fell out in this play, even though all of it's based on true events. So, yeah, there's lots of research that you can do, but uh, also at the same time, it's still we still get a lot of creative license because it didn't fall out in real life the way it does on stage. And I love that you keep calling it a play, because one of the taglines for all the advertising about Four Chords and a Gun <laughs> is that yeah. it is not an effing musical. That's right, yeah, yeah. So are, are you... Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, you please, please. So are you a, are you a musician? I know because there there is music at the end of the show. Uh, are you a musician yourself? I'm not. No, I've done a lot of uh, singing in my time. Like I do a lot of music theater, but I have not. Uh, have, I would not call myself a musician by any stretch. It's certainly <laughs> not a certainly not a punk rocker. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's the thing. It's sort of a funny thing that happens. I think sometimes when, when we do shows, people sort of assume that we're uh, we're involved in in the kind of scenes of the people that we portray. And we've got a lot of people who have come after, up after the show and been like, "Oh, you have to go to this like amazing punk show. You have to go see this check, <laughs> check out this punk band." And we're just like, "I'm really not that kind." <laughs> like. But, and uh, it's funny, if you uh, were portraying like, a serial like killer, they, they wouldn't come up to you and go, oh, you have <laughs> to go and uh, do, watch this uh, documentary about a serial killer. But because you are yeah. a musician, <laughs> yeah. and they figured, or theoretically, people who come to see a show based around the Ramones are huge Ramones fans, so they're going to, they're going to think, totally. well, the actors portraying the Ramones, they must be huge punk rock and Ramones fans themselves. That's right. Rather yeah. than just so being an actor. Yeah, and like the people who come to the show, they're uh, they're they're way more of the they, they probably know way way more about a, a, any of these guys than we do. So it's uh, it's pretty special. It's pretty cool that that doesn't happen very often where you feel like your audience base is really truly <laughs> uh, informing you as much as you are informing them. 
Now, the, the show runs through June 2nd, so next week. How have you found the audiences in Chicago? It's so cool to be doing the show in America because, as you know, I'm not sure if everyone knows, but we started the show uh, in Toronto, and uh, which is in uh, Ontario, Canada, so not too far from here, but just uh, just far enough away and different enough that some of the some of the politics, I mean, like, the, the Ramones are like a quintessential American band, the thing that they were fighting for, the thing that they were sort of railing against. These are sort of like big, uh, not necessarily Canadian uh, sentiments. And so it feels really great to be here in Chicago, not too far from, you know, sort of like one of the next major cities over from where they started in New York to right. be, uh, be able to be able to perform them here and i think the the city here has been unbelievable we're having the most incredible time the city is beautiful the people are beautiful we're just we're we're, we're loving it so now this this does not the the show four chords of the gun is not about the entire span of the ramones career this it's it focuses on one particular event where they were interacting with phil specter so Explain explain what the title means, Four Chords and a Gun, because there there was some interactions between with the Ramones and Phil Spector that are quite unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, so uh the there's sort of this mythologized Phil Spector is this incredibly contentious figure in the music uh, industry. Yes. And uh he's a, a music producer and he was responsible for producing some of the most significant uh bands that I think came out of the 60s into the early 70s, mm -hmm. people like the Beatles, and, and uh, especially John Lennon he had a relationship with, and, uh, and so he, he was also notorious for having a very sort of uh, different way of working, and was really, <laughs> was, was absolutely sort of uh, walking the line, I think, between uh, sanity and, uh, you know, insanity and genius, all of those things were sort of wrapped up in this in this guy. And so the Ramones and him sort of crossed paths on their last album. And Phil, the reason it's called Four Chords and the Gun is because uh, Phil Spector tried very hard to get them to record this uh, last album uh, very meticulously, which was so against what the Ramones did. I mean, right. they were notorious for being able to go into, into recording sessions and recording albums in two days. And uh, Phil Spector wanted to record over the course of, of, of weeks and uh, eventually held them up at gunpoint in order to get the, <laughs> get, get the, get out of them what he felt like he needed to. Um, and so that's really that. That's sort of the event that the that the play is based on. And there's so many different versions of that story. And so John Ross Bowie, the playwright, has taken a specific version of that story and used that to put on stage. And there's also the that story is happening. And then there's, you know, the the story of Linda Danielle who explained right. explain how she was involved with the with more than one of the Ramones. Yeah, well, Linda's, Linda's an amazing figure because, you know, as I think a lot of people know, the Ramones are largely, with the exception of Marky, who uh, was their, their second drummer, the Ramones are all, uh, they've all passed on. And mm -hmm. so Linda is one of the few surviving uh, people connected to the Ramones who still, uh, who's still around, who's still able to sort of have uh, a say and, and an authority over it. And so Linda is, uh, Linda started off as Joey's girlfriend, Joey Ramones' girlfriend, the lead singer. And over the course of uh, the time that they were recording this album, she fell in love with Johnny, with whom she remained for the entirety of, of, of Johnny's life until he passed away. Um, and then she's, and she has remained sort of very dedicated to his memory and, and, and works tirelessly to uh, fund, help fund some, a research center dedicated to him for cancer, which is what he died of. So she's, she's an amazing person, and she... Um, and she's still she's still around, you know. She read the play. She was informed of the play. She sort of gave her gave her blessing for it. So it's really it's it's that that feels really special because uh, she's still here. 
That's very cool. Uh, without giving anything away, if you can, part of the part of the the tagline of this is that Phil Spector made the Ramones a legend and destroyed the band. Is that mm-hmm. we all know that the Ramones continued after that, so we know the band didn't break up after these sessions. But if you again, without spoiling, how yeah. did he sow dissension into the band? If you can tell us. Well, I think that like what what happened. We talked we talked a lot about this uh, in rehearsals and and subsequently we still talk about it sort of <laughs> over drinks after the show sometimes. Uh, that like Phil was sort of the catalyst that I think brought out. I mean, all of these guys were were all of the Ramones and include and Phil too. All five of them were going through some really major personal demons over the course of this. I think part of the reason that they're punk rockers is that they had uh, an, an inner life that was that was. Uh, really raging against the machine, if you know what I mean. Mm. And uh, Phil, I think, was the catalyst for uh, sort of after that, I guess, as like a crucible or a pressure cooker for all of their insecurities, all of their um, neediness that sort of came out in this jam-packed session. And it all just, everything came to the surface. Their dislike of each other, the betrayal of Johnny and Joey's relationship with Linda, uh, Dee Dee's drug abuse, Marky's alcoholism. I think the way that the argument that the play makes is to say that Phil didn't create these demons in these guys, but his his presence certainly enforced them all to come to the surface and rise ah. up. And uh, because of Phil, these characters uh, all sort of kind of reached their breaking point. And even though the play says that they they of course remained a band after Phil, they weren't really ever quite the same because things were said, things were done, actions were taken, and there was certain things that just none of them could come back from. Now. We look, we, everybody knows the Ramon's signature look. Uh, Paolo Santa Lucia plays Didi Ramon. Is it your hair or is it a wig? Or, or it's, if you don't want totally to tell. A wig. It's 100% a wig. <laughs> and no, I have no problem saying it's 100% a wig. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't even if I tried on my best day to grow it out. But I don't know how they did it. There must have been something in the water in the 70s. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what they did. Well, yeah. it is, yeah, it is definitely a signature look for that band between the, the yeah. long, greasy black hair and all this. So yeah. you did, I've been following you this week because you did the Instagram takeover for Broadway Chicago and for the show. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. those are, those I f- think are always fun. Do you find those, I mean, obviously you want to spread the word about about the show is it strange to you know because normally when people go to a production we sit in the audience we see what the actors bring us on stage we enjoy that and then you get to kind of go back to your right. back to your private life but with the dawn of social media and the you know the competition to get people to come to see all these wonderful shows totally, that are out there yeah. is it is it strange to open up the backstage area and what happens behind the scenes do you do you do you like that do you wonder sometimes um, there should be a little more mystery. Where do you fall on this? <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's awesome. I mean, like, the, I think the thing about theater that's so exciting is that you know we all know it's pretend, you know, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's. I think it's so cool that if people are interested and that they want to, they want to participate in it. That like we get the opportunity through social media, through uh, through things like Instagram and Instagram takeovers and Twitter and uh, all of it, even interviews, that, that it sort of just sheds a nice little light to uh, the amount of work and all the people that it takes to put on a play. Because sometimes, you know, it's so easy to just see a show with six people in it and, and that, you know, we get to be out there and you get to see us. Right. But it's harder to sort of acknowledge that there's a whole life backstage. I mean, even to get the six of us up there every night, there's 13 people backstage <laughs> who, are, who are running around and making fake drug packets and, and, and cleaning. I'm, I'm right now. I'm, I'm five minutes away from having to go and, and shoot a shoot the fake gun tonight and get yep. ready to um, 
to you know practice the fight warm up so it's it's amazing to see how many people are involved and I feel like those Instagram takeovers are a really great little example of being able to say hey it takes a whole it takes a whole band to get a band up there it's right. really uh it's really special. Well, and you see things. You mentioned the drug packets. I was like, oh, the fold. And you mentioned, you said, oh, it's hot chocolate mix and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, that, that's very yeah. interesting because we don't know. Totally. We're just watching you do it on stage and going, oh, that, that looks that's pretty right. cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, it's it's just hot chocolate, so it's a nice little nice little snack right at the end of the show, <laughs> right when I need a, a little pick me up. You can follow Paolo on Instagram at Paolo underscore Santa Lucia on Instagram and see what he's doing. Where do you guys go when you uh, when you leave Chicago? Where's the show headed? Uh, we just head back home right now. Uh, I think because we've had an amazing time with it, we've come from Toronto to here. If uh, if there's another life for it, we'll 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 be kept in the loop with it, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right now right now we're going to be happy. I think a lot of us have other things lined up, so we're just going to be able to go back home, have a little bit of time off, and then we'll be back with our families and uh, back back to the grind. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, it's and it is always a grind for an actor, whether it's uh, you know. Being in a play on the road or waiting for trying to get that next job, Uh, there's always something going on. But the good news is people can still see you guys for another week. The uh, Four Chords and a Gun plays through June 2nd at the Broadway Playhouse, which is at Water Tower Place. If you go to broadwayinchicago.com, you can get all the information and get your tickets. Yes, there is strong language, so, you know, maybe the uh, the little kids stay at home. But if you like the Ramones, if it's not a musical... It's a, right, Paul. It is not a musical. That's correct. It's not. It's absolutely not. Not yeah. a musical. Uh, and follow Paulo on Instagram, Paulo underscore Santa Lucia. Paulo, it's been great talking to you. Thanks. Congratulations yeah, on a too. great Thank run here so in Chicago. Much. Thank you so much. It's been a treat. Take care. Break a leg tonight. Bye. Bye. All right, that's uh, Paolo Santa Lucia. He plays Didi Ramon. Again, Four Chords and a Gun plays through June 2nd at the Broadway Playhouse. Uh, go to broadwayinchicago.com right now to get all the ticket information. you got another week to see uh, this very cool show. It's getting great reviews, and it is uh, is written again by John Ross Bowie, who you've seen in a million TV shows. Uh, it is, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, so go check it out. All right, we'll do this, and then we'll find out what Karen Conti's got cooking on her big broadcast. So a lot more to go before we leave. Sure, it's WGN.